Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Luke Doubler about leveraging a listen-first transformational leadership style and commitment to peer development. Luke Doubler, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Greetings. It is a pleasure to be with you today. You're joining us from Minneapolis area. I am South of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of listening first as a leader, transformational leadership style, and commitment to peer development and the development of others. All of these components, I think, are just foundational and essential to good leadership. So we're going to be unpacking that and exploring that together. And we're going to do that all uh, from the framing and the context of your work in the recruitment world. So I think there's going to be a lot of fun things to tackle and discuss as we dive into this together. As we get started, I just wanted to share Luke's bio with everybody. As a founder of the rapidly growing and uniquely innovative premier search firm, Recruiter Central, Luke Doubler and his team provide placements for critical job openings, work with experts to train their teams, and are a source of consistent and engaging content to raise recruitment acumen. Luke saw a need for innovation in the recruitment world and founded Recruiter Central with a passion to combine the best in training, technology, and recruiting. Recruiter Central helps many of the Fortune 50 companies hire the talent they need to continue their vast success and find candidates that other recruiters can't. And I'll let you talk a little bit more about Recruiter Central here in just a moment, Luke. Um, Is there anything else about yourself, your background, your personal context that you would like listeners to know before we dive on into the conversation further? You know, John, I avid follow of your podcast. And um, I guess if someone wants to know anything about me, and that is, you know, life is, is an amazing experience and it's really too short not to be learning something every day. So I appreciate those who... Uh, their journey is giving back specifically, you know, learning, sharing their experiences. Um, You know, you are what you put into your career and there's so much to learn out there and things like podcasts are such a, a a free and accessible way for people to learn and grow in their career and add value to whatever it is that they want to dedicate their life to. So I just wanted to thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. And thank you for joining me and being willing to give of your time so freely and to share your insights your your uh, experience with me and my listeners. All right, so as we get started, why don't you tell us first 
uh, just a little bit more about Recruiter Central, uh, what you're trying to accomplish there, <clears throat> really why um, you started down that path, and then we can zoom out a little bit and talk uh, more about some of these leadership topics. Sure. So Recruiter Central is an executive search firm. We're located here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have 12 people on my team right now. At Recruiter Central, we fill difficult jobs. And so our clients range from uh, the companies in the Fortune 50 to um, you know s- smaller companies as large as 10 to 20. Uh, companies come to us at Recruiter Central when they're unable to find the talent they need to fill a job. So generally, we're that other lever that you pull if a job posting isn't working, if you need us to partner above and beyond your internal recruiting team uh, to find that uniquely qualified important person for, for that job opening. We've been in uh, business for five years. Uh, prior to that, I uh, was an executive recruiter at Minneapolis-based Target Corporation. And then um, prior to that, I was with Cargill, one of the largest privately held companies in, in the world. Experiences and definitely a, a big need in the recruitment space, uh, especially right now. It is just so challenging for wild to get it's a wild and crazy wild world, West, I imagine. Let me tell you. <laughs> it may, maybe just give us a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, a state of the um, industry, so to speak, you know, in terms of what you're doing amidst this great resignation and, you know, trying to help firms find really great people is always challenging and there's shortages in lots of industries and that's already been the case, but now it's just, you know, heightened levels of challenge, I think. Right. So I'm 41 years old. Um, I've been in the recruiting business for almost 20 years And this is a period unlike anything, certainly in my lifetime. Uh, You're right. This is the uh, period of post-COVID, hopefully, uh, great resignation time. Uh, What that means in many ways is this is is very much a candidate market. Uh, Candidates uh, have employers coming at them generally left and right from candidates with little to no skill set all the way up to executives. Uh, Never before have we seen more job openings um, with fewer candidates. And you look across the board, there's really no industry that isn't impacted by uh, the lack of talent that is out there. And it's really having profound impacts on our economy right now. You look at most companies when they talk about their reporting, their financial reporting, Almost without a doubt, they're referencing supply chain issues, they're referencing uh, worker issues, and really it comes down to the lack of hands-on individuals across the organization that are able to fulfill the company's purpose. Uh, So, you know, we have candidates that, you know, some of the candidates that we recruit, you know, they're getting 5, 10, 15 recruiter inquiries a week. Uh, most times when we get to offers, uh, we are facing one, two, three counter offers. Um, it, it's crazy right now what employers are doing to uh, counter that in terms of compensation, uh, total employment, um, work-life balance. Uh, you're seeing employers being uniquely, uh, they've uniquely evolved to adjust to the demands of, the, of this time. And everybody's trying to scramble to figure out what's going on in terms of what is the best. And I don't think any particular one company has really figured out how to do this in terms of overall recruiting and retention. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a battle and it's on right now. And um, the battle for high quality talent has never been hotter. Yeah, it, it is a battle for sure. And so I commend you for the good work that you're doing and trying to help organizations ultimately uh, 
organizations have to get a little creative right now to try to attract and retain good people. And I, I think that's a good thing. I think, uh, I think in many ways, many organizations got a little bit um, passive, shall we say, uh, in the past about, you know, what their approach would be towards their, their people and their human capital. Um, and I, I think it's a healthy thing for, for the power to shift a little bit in the direction of, of applicants and, and employees. Um, I, I'm curious what you see as, as, uh, some, some of the biggest challenges. I mean, some, some employers are kind of leaning in and embracing this just recognizing it's a necessity if they want to get good people and fill positions. I, I still, I see plenty of people who, plenty of organizations that still seem to kind of dig their heels in to the ground and, and don't want to, you know, they just feel like it's ridiculous. Like, why should I pay this person this much money? Um, and they're, so they're not really thinking, they're retrenching. They're not really thinking creatively. Uh, I'm curious what your experience has been with that over the last year. Yeah, and it, so recruiting, the unique part about recruiting is we kind of have our fingers in the back door of most companies. So we get to hear all the most intimate recruiting or business challenges across the board. So I'll be on one CEO call one hour, the next hour I'll be in another CFO call. And they're basically, I'm like they're, they're psychologists in many ways. They're telling me all the businesses and struggles that they're facing and challenges that they have. And so recruiting, I mean, we get unfeathered access to the innermost challenges of really any company. And we get to hear what's going on there and really try to solve that through the talent that we provide. And so really the companies that are doing it the best right now are the ones that one are listening to what their employees are telling you, telling them Um, it it may or may not be just a compensation issue. Um, You know, a lot of times when people leave the assumption is, well, they're looking for more money as a recruiter. I can assure you that, you know, that often isn't the case. You know, what is it? What is your thing? What is it that drives you? What are you looking for? What's your grievances? And people don't always leave companies just for compensation. It could be a whole host of things. And as a recruiter, you know, our job is just to listen. You know, why'd you take my call today? You know, what are you looking for? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What drives you in your career? And the minority question is money. If it really is money, well, is that, is that really it? And there are certainly professions that have that and, and that could be. But it's, it's those, those employers that are turning around and listening to what the employees are telling them. And I could give a lot of specific examples, but that's kind of the, the general theme that we're finding what works the best around employee retention. And so it's, it's led from the top down, the sea level down, but one is it's listening to the employees and then making some sort of implementation of what they're saying. And it could be as little as, you know, I want an, another day uh, at home to work or, um, you know, I want a better system or I want another day off or, um, you know, I wish we had a 401k with a match or it, it, it isn't always just compensation. And so it's those employers who are listening genuinely to their employees and then making, making in just, uh, or making those changes uh, in, in their company. Uh, and that's actually a good segue, I think, into the broadening out of the conversation at this point, um, because it does come down to leadership. And you perform with your firm uh, an important service to organizations and trying to help them fill positions uh, within an organizational setting. Leaders have to uh, implement, like create and implement their total compensation strategy. They have to have their, you know, their engagement and employee experience strategy. 
and ultimately they're the ones that are going to have to uh, create the culture and the environment in, you know, in which people are either going to want to come and stay or they're going to, you're going to have our time getting them to come in the first place and then they're going to leave. Uh, and so listening is so important. So let's talk a little bit more about that uh, from a leadership perspective, as I'm working within an organization, uh, why is listening first so important and, and perhaps counterintuitive to some because, in, in, you know, the old school model of leadership is very much, I am the authority, I have the power, uh, the control, I have all the information, listen to me, do what I say, and we'll have success. Um, why is that model not so effective in, in the modern world? Why is listening so important? So I'm going to take that question and add on to a little bit before I answer that. And if you look at the most successful leaders in business, um, and I have the privilege and honor to talk to some of the most intelligent people literally in the world who have made, I mean, not talk to people who are working on, on curing cancer and people who have uh, found some amazing medicines. And I, I get that ability to work with those people. So that's the, the joy of what I do as a recruiter. And if you feel that if you find the, the most effective leaders and what I define as an effective leader is somebody who um, who is regarded by the people who work for them. Um, and there's more metrics to that, of course, but uh, that's definitely one part. So the most effective leaders that we see across the board are one people who are relatable. And so what that means uh, to me is individuals who have an open door policy won't do anything uh, that they wouldn't have their employees do um, and are in the trenches with their employees. And now you'll see this in leadership everywhere from the big tech giants like Google and Yahoo to, you know, some of the largest uh, manufacturing companies, but the leaders that seem to be most effective are the ones that in this marketing and especially in employee retention are the ones that are seen relatable and that are the ones that are accessible by other employees. Um, that may not have always been the case even before COVID, but now that you've seen that in, in employee retention is such a, a difficult challenge uh, that has really become a premium leadership skill. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy. Courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work.
Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Without it, inevitably, you're just going to have blind spots. Uh, the, the reality is we just can't know everything as a leader. We're often disconnected, you know, where the rubber meets the road in the, those interfaces and interactions with the customer. Um, we don't know. Especially in remote work environments like we've had in the past. Exactly. Years. We, we often as leaders don't, you know, we're disconnected from understanding the processes and how the bottle, you know, the bottlenecks and how the impacts that, uh, negatively hurt, you know, the work and the experience of our people. Like we just, there's no way an executive can know everything unless they listen. Uh, and, and so this old model of just, I, I have all, I have the big picture. I have all the information, just pay attention to me and listen to me and do what I say. It, it simply doesn't work. It can't work because nobody believes that nobody believes that they have all the information or that they understand. And in fact, in many cases, uh, line workers, you know, when that, is the the approach they they just flat out distrust it they they um don't believe that their their leaders actually have best their best intentions in mind and and whatnot and so we we just have to get beyond that we have to listen and that is that that new leadership skill i think that is so important is is true active listening empathic listening listening with the intent to actually act on what you're learning and that feeds into this commitment then to develop your people. Uh, because if I'm listening and I learn, you know, where are the gaps? Where are the breakdowns in the processes? Where, where are we falling short in terms of our culture, in terms of the environment, the psychological safety, the, the healthy workplace environment? Where are we falling short? And, and let's, the needs, right? And if we're trying to meet the needs, that inevitably means development and training and that we're going to try to help our people become their most capable selves. Uh, that isn't an easy thing to do, especially if we're not listening carefully. Um, but once we listen, that that will give us a lot of of the context that we need to then be able to support people in the way they need to be supported. Sometimes that's in more informal uh, types of uh, career and professional and personal development, mentoring, peer mentoring, um, those sorts of things. Sometimes it's more formal shifts in processes and systems. Uh, sometimes it's formal leadership development programs. Like there's a whole range of things that you can do, but unless you're listening, you're not really going to know where the gaps are in the first place. And you're not going to know what's going to resonate with your people and what's going to help them actually get to where they need to go. Right. And listening is one thing too. And then also sometimes employees don't even know what to tell you. So there's things like strength finder and other self-assessments that you can do uh, really to get to the point that there is no one size fits all. That's why I talk about compensation. Compensation, you know, you're generalizing and saying that that's something that everybody needs and it needs to be the highest. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I guarantee you, if you would do so like a strengths finder, and there's a, there's a ton of other great assessments out there that uh, a lot of us have done. Um, you're going to see that all everybody has different motivations and, and things that drive them. And, you know, as a manager, and that's why it's so important not to be, you know, directly managing 50 people. It really makes it very difficult to do it. You know, ideally you want five, 10 individuals to manage well. 
um, you know, knowing what drives them and then, you know, uh, and then leveraging those things, um, carrying out whatever those assessments tell, tell them. That's, that's a very important thing. And furthermore, some of the leaders that I've worked with, the most successful leaders I've worked with, you know, don't talk that much. Um, you know, when they talk, they're talking little. Um, it's very thoughtful and impactful. Um, you know, they've gotten all the cues and information from their team and from the subject matter experts. And so as a leader, yes, you know, you're drawing the roadmap. Yes, you're putting forth the goals and where we're going and everybody in the team knows exactly what they are and should be able to speak to that. But then you're also reinforcing that with these different tools that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. And I, I know within your industry and in, in the, the recruitment world that you have spent a good amount of time uh, and have, have a, a, a devoted commitment towards peer development uh, of, of other recruiters. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that and the efforts you put into that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, before I got into recruiting, I was an executive recruiter at Target Corporation. I think we've all shopped at the, the Target, the bullseye. Uh, they are based here in Minneapolis. Um, you know, why would I be different? Why would my firm be different? There's um, literally thousands of employment agencies out there. So in, in your career and anything, you have to understand and, and go with what you're good at and then what drives you, what, what motivates you, what empowers you, what are, what are your God's gifts and use those. And I, I, I'm a former teacher, a high school history teacher. I taught for almost two years right out of college. You know, I love training and developing and individual the approach I took from recruiter central is what I'm good at is teaching other recruiters how to source candidates which are find information about people make the connection assess talent and go from there so use the technical resources that are available to find virtually really anything about anybody you want to know it's out there so that's what I'm good at so I, and I love doing that it energizes me it, it, it gives me drive and so that is was our that turned that into our marketing piece. And so to get Recruiter Central on the radar of hiring managers or recruiters or other HR professionals, um, I, I tried to provide value with tips and tactics on, on how to recruit. And so I've spoken at some of the largest recruiting conferences in the United States, dozens over the years. COVID obviously sh- shut that down. Uh, we have a very robust blog at Recruiter Central giving uh, very specific tips and tricks on how to be a good technical recruiter. And then, you know, if, if you need help beyond and above what we're able to provide, you know, certainly give us a call. We would love to, you know, help you find talent here at Recruiter Central. And ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we as leaders of organizations, uh, we need to focus on how we're, what the needs of our people are, how we're going to develop uh, our people, not just to meet those current needs, but also look around the corner a little bit, um, try to understand what future needs are going to exist. Um, and in the recruitment world, that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, you're filling a position for today, but you, you want someone to be able to come into the organization with the competencies and capabilities for tomorrow as well, which just makes it even harder, especially when we consider the rapid pace of change and technological disruption and the shifting nature of work in the world of work. Man, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to know what you need right now, let alone what you're going to need six months, a year, two years, five years from now. Um, and and I, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you exactly what those answers are. But what I know is that as leaders, we have to be in tune with our people. We have to listen. We have to support them. We have to create mechanisms of support and development. Um, and when we can do that, that will create a better environment so that we can attract the best people, 
um, we can retain those good people. And like you said, pay is an important factor. You, you have to pay people fairly and equitably. And that's a challenge I know every organization right now is, is wrestling with because of inflation and everything, just trying to figure out even what market is <laughs> and, and, and being able to make adjustments. That's a challenge in and of itself. But pay, you know, isn't the only thing. And, and like you said, many people leave and they, they will usually leave for other contextual reasons. They will leave because of the relationships amongst their team or with their boss or the culture, the environment, uh, how they feel valued or, or uh, treated in the workplace on a regular basis, uh, flexibility uh, components and all these different contextual factors. Th those are what's really going to matter ultimately. And the only way we'll know what's salient and relevant to our people is to listen to them and recognize that each person has individual preferences. Um, when we can do that, when we can couple that with our recruitment efforts, we're going to be in much better shape to attract and retain great people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, as recruiters, we're on the phone all day talking with individuals and um, the candidates really just want to have someone to talk to and really often just hear their grievances. Um, you know, at Recruiter Central, one of the things that makes us way different is we're not just looking to fill a job, um, you know. We get to know the person up front to understand, you know, what what makes them get out of bed, what drives them, and if the opportunity that we have doesn't match that, either the employer is, doesn't have, share the same values, or the role doesn't have the same career aspirations as they are looking for, you know, we'll tell them no. And um, you know, thankfully, we have um, as a result of that, we have more clients than we're able to handle. Uh, thank God. Uh, but uh, you know, that, that's the approach we take, you know, life is too short to work at an employer you don't like, it really is. And now is better time than ever if you're unhappy for various reasons to sample the waters, um, certainly. Uh, so yeah, definitely take a look at that. And another one of your podcasts, you talked about mentors. And that was a, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about mentors, because that was a really awakening for me. And one of the, I forget who it was, it was about five or six podcasts ago, you had talked about mentors. And you know, I grew up with mentors and I, I, I cared for them. They're good people. But looking back, they were mentoring me for the wrong thing. Um, I, I, they were mentoring me for, you know, in-house corporate America, you know, upper management type roles. And, um, you know, they never asked me what, what, what did I really want? The, the assumption was, well, you just want to continue up the corporate ladder. Well, no, that's really never what I wanted at all. And they're all good people and they're doing their best. But, you know, as a business owner, I own several businesses. My wife has a big blog. Um, you know, my approach now is show me what you've done first and then I'm going to listen to, you You know, what you've done. Uh, I, I need to make sure that the mentor is mentoring you to the place you want to go is, I guess, the biggest thing I would say about that. Yeah, that is a very, very important point. Well, Luke, this has just been a real pleasure. I know at the time it has flown by. I need to let you go here in just a minute. Um, and this has just been a really fun conversation. Before we wrap up for today, though, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. You bet. So again, my name is Luke Doubler. Last name is spelled D-O-U-B-L-E-R. I am the owner of Recruiter Central. You can find us at recruitercentral.io. You can connect with me on LinkedIn would be the best place to connect with me. Um, in closing, I would say each one of you was born with beautiful gifts given to you and um, life is a blessing. 
uh, it's your responsibility with those gifts to, to fully maximize those and whatever that may be, that's going to be your own path. Uh, but, you know, every day it's your responsibility to find out how to best maximize those gifts that were given to you. And, um, you know, listening to podcasts, definitely working with people who are smarter and more successful than you is, is definitely the right direction that you should go. Amen. Well said, Luke. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Luke and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer than indigo leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon even at the producer and sponsorship levels.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.